Meili always loved art. However, due to the lack of encouragement and motivation, she dropped out of art school to pursue other things. Now, she's back and hasn't stopped creating pretty much every day for the past five years. Join us today as we talk about how to find inspiration for your art, getting over the comparison anxiety, and overcoming the ugly stage in the painting. Want to be part of the show? Then send in your questions or topics you'd like to see covered to our email at hello at etcherlab.com. If you send us an audio recording, we might include it in the episode. Hi, I'm Anya, and this is Make More Art, a podcast by Etcher, meant to inspire you to keep on creating. Now let's hear from our guest. The first question that I have for you is, can you take Mm -hmm. us all the way back to when you first fell in love with art how old were you and what why art okay uh so i had to go back before the podcast to actually like remind myself because it was quite a long time ago um like many artists i'm gonna say that i've been drawing my whole life basically i've been drawing during my childhood quite a lot uh and i was talking about it about a few days ago and i actually started with a lot of lion king fan arts (laughs) when i was in in primary school yeah i used to draw disney characters so much and this is how I, i practiced um so yeah i have been drawing since I guess I could hold the pen. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so I went to art school um, after I gra- graduated from high school here in France. I went to an art school um, because I was really interested in art and I thought this would be like a good career for me. Um, but it was like uh, not really the, the art school that was a good fit for me. So I really enjoyed the first years, but then it was really not about drawing, but more about, you know, uh, conceptual stuff and multi- multimedia things. Uh, there, there are so many, so many lessons and subject matters that were really interesting, but the drawing was really put aside mm-hmm. and it kind of uh, made me give up about uh, drawing. Like uh, I didn't feel incur- encouraged in this way. So I kind of stopped drawing after our school actually um, and the thing is I didn't feel like I belong here so I decided to drop out be- just before getting my degree because I knew the degree didn't have like um, I don't know if it's everywhere in the in it's I don't know if it's the same in every country but in France mm-hmm. like the an art degree doesn't have like too much value uh, it, your work will be way more important than uh, your your degree exactly. so uh, I knew it wasn't that important so I decided to to give up um, and the thing is um, I decided to um, learn 3D modeling by myself so something still artsy but quite different uh, for about five to six years I almost didn't draw and I was only working in 3D as a freelancer wow. um, and I was self-taught about it and after six years I realized that I was so much, I was missing drawing so much so I decided to go back to it and we, this is bringing us to about uh, 2016 this is where I started drawing every day and taking it very seriously getting back into a lot of uh, online resources tutorials and things like this and like five and years this is ago yeah five years ago about something like this yeah 
and I got really, really into it. Like I was absorbing so many knowledge about it, trying to catch up everything I missed. And and now this is where oh, I am. I'm still so learning. What was the trigger that made you just get back to art making? Mm, I think at some point I realized that um, I was actually able to learn 3D on my own for on, in a very short time. And I, I always thought like 3D modeling was not something for me. And then I realized it was only a matter of work. Mm-hmm. And then I, I thought, okay, I could have invested that much time into drawing and get really good into drawing as well, because I did it for 3D. So why not get back to drawing and take it as seriously as I did for my 3D career? Um, so I guess I was just getting bored of it and I was mm-hmm. missing uh, you know, the physical uh, drawing aspect because I'm using mostly traditional tools. I do a bit of digital, but when it comes to drawing, I'm using a lot of traditional art. And I, I was really missing the, yeah, the physical aspect of it, uh, holding brushes, pencils, uh, the paper, or the smells. I don't know, I just love uh, traditional art so much. And that's very interesting that you say that because, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but you have a very rich, art um, career path uh, because you've mm-hmm. tried so many things in terms of materials yeah. and in terms of styles mm-hmm. and I would love to talk more about that but related sure. to what you just said it looks like you went through a stage of digital painting you got out of it and then you I... dive back into it again a little bit more deeply right yeah so yeah, um... yeah tell me about yeah. that um, I think I did a bit of digital during art school and then, yeah, whenever I was working in 3D, I would try digital art. But at some point, I, I felt like I was really, really limited by my skills. Mm-hmm. And I decided to get back to the fundamentals of drawing, which involves actually, in my case, it, it involved getting back to traditional. Mm-hmm. So I went back to traditional uh, and now once in a while I'm doing digital art, even though it's not my favorite medium, but it's still uh, so- you know, very practical in many yeah. For you, the contact with the art materials, like the physical contact is what yeah. keeps you interested in wanting to dive, yeah. dive deeper and deeper. Okay, that makes sense. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah Beautiful. Yeah. Okay, so you start taking art seriously five years ago, 2016. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you're a superstar today. <laughs> oh, how did this happen? <laughs> well, what is... <laughs> Um, the thing is about, yeah, in 2016, I, I gave myself the challenge to draw every single day of my life. And at the same time, I decided to start posting on Instagram every day. So I get um, more and more people were interested in my seeing my progress. And, you know, my drawings were get, getting better over months. So I guess mm-hmm. it was it kind of snowballed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I really hit the point. Uh, I'm not sure what year it was. It was maybe in 2018. Uh, at some point, I switched my subject matter and I started drawing a lot of faces because I wanted mm-hmm. to get better with faces. And this got really, really popular. And this is where mm-hmm. I got uh, the most uh, crowd on Instagram because I was drawing so many faces. Huh. And so you changed the subject of your art yeah. depending on what you wanted to improve on. Yeah, exactly. And this is mostly what I'm doing on Instagram. I'm not really posting like freelance work or commission work, but more like my exercises, my, my self-practice. So this is why I'm showing so many sketchbooks. And uh, that is, it is so diverse because I'm still 
exploring so many so many things and trying to improve in many many fields at the same time i love it so instead of worrying and i had i had a podcast interview last week with hannah matcha and that will be out after your interview actually mm -hmm. and and she's a social media manager and consultant and we were talking mm -hmm. about how how important it is for you to create things that speak to you instead of being worrying mm -hmm. about what is trending on social media yeah. and such and how important that is to keep the the fire within like the art yeah. fire alive and burning and such so it's really yeah. interesting to me to see that's how you approach art making as well yeah. and like the commission work that you get so is it mm -hmm. usually stuff that you love doing because people see what you do and it's along that or is it completely different from what you usually post Uh, it's usually pretty close to what I'm doing, like mm -hmm. on my Instagram things. And it's still um, very punctual. It's like once every few months. It's not like I get commissions very often. So it mm -hmm. still goes along with the rest. Um, very often it will be digital art because uh, usually it's a bit easier to work with. It's more flexible and faster in general. So when you see digital art on my feed, it's usually commissioned work because... You have Again, to change it practical. according to the taste mm -hmm. of the customer. While when you're doing yeah, it for yourself, okay. you do what yeah. you want and you don't have to change it. Yeah, to any okay, that does make sense. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So now, can you tell us a little bit about uh, your preferred? Let's start start with medium first, because there's so much to explore about the mm -hmm. subject. So, what medium do we do you love most? Um, This is going to be a hard one because, as you can see, I'm, I'm using so many of them. Who is um, your favorite but... child? <laughs> oh, my God. I can't, I can't say it. Uh, okay, let me think. I think lately it's been really uh, watercolors and gouache. Okay. And uh, lately acrylic gouache, which is uh, the, the paint I'm using the most lately, but it's mm -hmm. right in between acrylic gouache and, and watercolors. So it's like a mix of everything that's good. Uh, in the other materials so definitely definitely those paints watercolor gouache acrylic gouache uh, but I love paint markers a lot I love uh, alcohol marker I've been using them again uh, lately and I'm, I'm loving them so much mm -hmm. um, and then well that's probably it for now uh, I will occasionally switch my my uh, materials pool because I will get bored after a oh. while so I like to to change material to you know keep the flame burning and really stay interested mm -hmm. tip and how do you decide I, I know that you said that usually you draw what you want to get better at but how do you make that decision mm -hmm. and for how long do you stick with it mm, oh okay interesting <laughs> let me think about um I think I draw what I want to improve at, but also what currently inspires me. So lately it's been like spring is all around. We see so many plants and flowers and I've been missing them so much during uh, the winter. So lately I'm just really into plants. So I'm really into, into them and this is what will get me improving at the subject because I'm, I want to, this is the only thing I want to draw lately. So I'm only drawing plants and Uh, this is like combining, you know, the improvement and the pleasure of drawing a subject that I like. And it's the perfect uh, in between for me. That is that is really interesting. So it's not like you're your your own like super strict mom, like you have to get better at drawing hands. So no. you're gonna have to draw <laughs> hands. You're like, 
wow uh, the I spring did, is I beautiful did. yeah i mean sometimes yeah. you really have to yeah. because i don't know a commission yeah. or something requires yeah, exactly. you to and it's okay <laughs> i really like it's my job i yeah. have to be professional about it but i love that you kind of pair what you love doing and then yeah. improve on that particular subject yeah so that lessens fatigue and gets the motivation mm -hmm. higher and you're yeah. just happier overall making art and that shows I exactly mean, I think doesn't matter what I think. I want to know what you think. Do you think it shows when you're happy doing doing a piece versus when you're doing it just for the sake of needing to get it done? Uh, yeah, definitely, because I don't know the way I will pick. Uh, you, usually people tell me like the way I choose color makes everything very happy and joyful. And I mm -hmm. think this is definitely what shows in my art. Like I'm so passionate about plants and flowers. I just... I like just going outside, taking a lot of pictures and then go getting back home, painting them and then practicing. And this is just pure, pure joy for me. So definitely, I'm pretty sure it shows in my work. Yeah, yeah, it does. And it, it's beautiful that the more I scroll through your Instagram feed, and by the way, a link will be in the post associated with this episode. <laughs> um, I see, well, first of all, I can tell that everything is yours because there's the same energy, even though it's different styles and different subjects. Like sometimes you have these yeah. beautiful ladies painted. Sometimes you have these yeah. super cartoony, funny looking cats. Yeah, and exactly. then you change to <laughs> plein air and it's gorgeous plein mm -hmm. air. And everything is so vibrant. Everything is so you. Yeah. And when we started this call, I was, I was commenting on your environment. So if you're listening to the audio only version, jump into YouTube mm -hmm. to check our video interview. And like... It looks like the space that you're living in currently is an extension of your artwork or vice versa, yeah. because everything that is surrounding you is passing onto the page. So yeah, it feels definitely. like you're absorbing everything around you and use it as mm -hmm. a visual inspiration for everything you're pouring onto the page. And I find that exactly. beautiful. So how do you do that? Um, I think uh, this is interesting you're putting it this way but because it can also be interpret interpreted as the opposite like I like to fit my environment to my vibe to my mood to the way I, I draw so it's really important for me to have like a very uh, cozy colorful like you can't really see my desk can, can I show it it's really on yeah, my yeah 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 it, it's like very colorful with a lot oh of you know a lot of supplies a lot of colorful things on the wall and it's really important to have yeah to be surrounded by by so many pretty colorful things so mm -hmm. I think it's like going back and forth like you said like it's like I'm absorbing my environment but also I'm trying to project my my feelings and my uh, passion for colorful and joyful things around me it's really yeah yeah it's like a like full this, cycle so you make <laughs> exactly. the physical inspiration so it inspires you to create to give you the joy to reboot that cycle yeah. over and over again exactly and yeah we were also talking about before we started this call that you did come to Portugal I'm from Portugal and you were in the north in Porto and mm -hmm. you were um, painting a lot of what you were seeing and that's another interesting thing. As I scroll through your Instagram, I kind of see segments of your art. Like everything is black and white now. And I'm like, oh, that's probably Inktober. 
then I keep yeah, on scrolling. Yeah, and then I keep on scrolling, <laughs> and everything is very much purple and green, and it looks like you were going through yeah. a stage there. Then I keep on scrolling, yeah. and everything is more like blue and pink or blue and blue and yeah. yellow, and every and like oh man, that's another stage. Just like when you're talking about like Picasso and like the the faces that they mm -hmm. went through, I kind of see the same going yeah. with you. So, am I reading this yeah, accurately? It's like yeah. Yeah, it's really, it's like I, I really fall in love with a, a subject matter and a set of material for a short period mm -hmm. of time. So I really, I will really dive very deeply into it, like uh, very intensely. And then at some point, I will feel the need to move away from it and just try something new. So I will switch my materials and subject matter and then improve on something else and practice and have fun. Would so, that be your number one tip to uh, get inspired and stay motivated to keep making art? Mm, uh, probably uh, it's hard to <laughs> if you have other tips to get ourselves inspired mm. into art making I'm we're all ears for that please do share um I think personally looking at my surroundings is is something that's really inspiring me so this is what's happening like with plants and flowers because I just love Uh, going out and looking around me and then whenever I go out it can be in the nature or even in the city I just can't help looking around me with like child's eyes and so I, I have like a, a really strong passion for houses as, as mm -hmm. well so I just love just going going around and just look at everything and absorb everything so um, I don't know if it is something that I can communicate to someone but it's really about being aware of the surroundings and your environment and then uh, absorb everything and then feel inspired to uh, to create something for yourself um but of course there are like very um, how to say more common tips that i uh, also use which are like you know browsing a lot of pinterest and seeing a lot of other artist works like i get a lot of fuel from looking at beautiful art as well so it's something that's definitely helping How does that not intimidate you? Or did it used to intimidate you in the past? It does, like anyone else, I think. Uh, I don't think you can't really go get over this, even though uh, everyone keeps telling you, like, don't compare yourself. And I think it can be really un unhealthy, but it's something that will happen. You will be overwhelmed by the amount of beautiful images and talent that you see around the, the web. It's something very normal. Um, mm -hmm. and. Sometimes it's a bit easier to move on if you just acknowledge it. Like you say, okay, uh, I'm comparing myself and I see uh, that I maybe I will never be as good as this person. But at the same time, um, there are people that I can look up to and I can get so much inspiration from them at the same time. So it's really finding the right balance between, you know, uh, inspiration and, and not stab yourself and, you know, feel overwhelmed. So, yeah. Uh, take take them as inspiration instead of competition but you know easier said than, than done of course yeah. <laughs> do you remember a time where you were feeling overwhelmed or anxious and you know second guessing mm -hmm. your abilities you know the imposter syndrome yeah. how did you get oh, yeah, past that <laughs> um I didn't <laughs> so this is one reason why <laughs> This is the main reason why I keep practicing so much. I keep uh, watching online classes, tutorials, uh, gathering resources, and I keep improving because I know 
I know now from my past experience that if I keep practicing, I will get there. I, I, I am confident in my ability to get better. Mm-hmm. So I know I can just absorb and try to improve and practice. And wow. I know I can. And maybe I will never get as good as my favorite artist, but I know I can get better for sure because I've experienced it in the past. So it's more like I'm more confident than, than I used to be. Because before I felt like... Um, at some point in my life, I felt like I didn't have like any talent and I, I would never be good at drawing, especially faces. I really mm-hmm. had a very big things with faces because it is a very difficult subject. And I felt very, you know, disappointed about my abilities to draw. And I felt like I didn't have the, the thing that people need to be good at drawing faces, which it's the silly thing. now when you think about it. It was just a matter of practice and my experience proved it. Mm-hmm. So now I know. I'm more confident that I can choose a subject and just uh, practice, watch tutorials, lessons, and get better. Uh, it's just a matter of time. So we have, even though we have like a limited amount of time, so this is more about this now. Yeah, I love that you said that. You know, I once I read somewhere, I think it was Seth Godin's uh, blog. Mm-hmm. He was talking about how if something is a skill, it's good news because a skill, a definition of skill is something that you can learn. So exactly. if drawing yeah. faces is a skill and you don't know how to it do is. it, there you go. You can just learn you can, <laughs> yeah. and you did it and you're amazing at it. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you. Yeah. It was really a challenge, like getting good at faces. I think it was my, my main goal at the beginning because uh, this is the thing that made me give up art at some point. Like I oh. was trying draw people and it wasn't working like my faces looked I don't know awkward and not very uh, communicative not uh, showing a lot of emotions and I felt Mm -hmm. like okay maybe maybe this is not my thing okay let me put this aside and forget about it and then no okay I'm going back to it and I'm trying very hard and it paid off so it did and it's really important what you just what you just said is really important i was talking to a colleague of mine from work this morning in our team meeting and they're about to become a parent and we're having a conversation about so when you have a kid and you want them to learn a certain skill Mm -hmm. there comes a time when you're learning any skill that you're on the verge of getting much better at it and you're really stressed at that point until you kind of close that gap right and mm-hmm, that's when exactly. most people give up. So, yeah. And we were talking about how do we, and we were talking about children specifically. And, but for the sake of this mm-hmm. interview, we're talking about adults now wanting to get into art making. So, how, what can we do to close that gap to stop us from completely abandoning something? How, yeah. yeah any how? thoughts on that? Yeah. How, how can we do mm-hmm. that? Well, I guess listening to other artists can be can be a good thing because, you know, some people have the experience and have passed this wall and they will give you a, a boost, a confidence boost in not giving up and just keep, keep going. It's like, uh, you know, in painting, there is often this ugly stage of painting. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you experience it. Like at some point in the middle of the painting, it looks really bad. And this is m- most of the time, even myself, I feel like giving up at this stage. But I know by experience that this is the stage I have to hold on and get through it because it will get better right after it. And if it is your first time, you will probably give up. But once you have experienced um, several times where it worked, it it worked worked out well. Well, 
you can be confident and just try harder. So uh, I think maybe do it once and then you will be maybe gain the confidence at getting better. And you will know that this world is just the, the latest uh, stair. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, stairs. yeah, it's a good thing. If you're, if you're getting into that spot, if you're challenging yourself, you will put yourself in that position and it's mm-hmm. a symptom of growth. And yeah, exactly. If you fail, it means that you found a way that you can not, you know, there's, here's a way of how not to do it. But let's try something mm-hmm. else and see what works. Exactly. So maybe mm-hmm. it's also looking at failure as finding your direction instead of finding a dead end, I guess. Exactly. Yeah, this is, um, I used to think about this very actively and at some point, I, I reminded myself that if you're struggling so, so much at learning something, it's either that you're using the right, the, the wrong method or either that you're learning a lot. Uh, this is usually when you're having so much time and when you're struggling so, so, so much, it, it is when you are learning the most. So uh, when you keep reminding yourself, when these are times will be a bit easier to go through because you know it's part of the job and it will get better. And uh, yeah, it, it is important to go through it and not give up. It's just a constant battle. <laughs> it is. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It's not something that, oh, I got it. I got that totally under no. control. No. It's like, oh, I no, got it. No, it's not going to be fun. <laughs> yeah. Totally like, I'm trying to get the balance. I'm trying to, whoa. Okay. I'm okay. Yeah. I'm okay. I'm learning. <laughs> yeah. I'm uh, I would love. I would really happy to say that art is only fun and playing and stuff like that, but it is actually a very, a very strong, like a huge psychological battle within yourself, and you have to to learn to tame your yourself. That that will be, uh, I mean, the part the part of your brain that will keep telling you that you're not, you'll never be good at this, or just give up, or this is not your thing, or. And you have to get used to it to say, okay, I hear you, but let me keep, let me keep trying and I will probably get better. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. One question that I've been meaning to ask you since the beginning of this call. Mm-hmm. Did you ever, were you ever afraid of changing subjects and mediums on social media? Because some people, oh. yeah, I think you've got the question. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, most definitely. Like I said, uh, when I started drawing faces and posting them every day, uh, especially that 100 faces challenge that I did, mm-hmm. I think it was two years ago already, but it went, it got so popular. And this is why I, I uh, gained the most following on social mm-hmm. media and especially on Instagram. This is where I hit, I hit like maybe 50K or something like this in a very short period of time. But the thing is, I, I absolutely knew that I wouldn't be drawing faces the whole time. I love all kinds of subjects and I knew I would be switching. And uh, the fact that I'm constantly switching subject matter is certainly not helping my growth. I know like for a year now it has been the same. It's not it's not moving at all because mm-hmm. um, my work is so diverse and I know I'm not helping myself doing it, but I'd rather make something authentic than trying to please you know, the audience. So I'm not going to change. <laughs> it's okay yeah because your instagram is very much of a let's go on this journey together i'm experimenting Mm -hmm. i'm learning and i'm growing and you're welcome to join Mm -hmm. me for the ride so 
Yeah. I think it's beautiful. It's very honest. And it's something that we definitely need in this social era mm -hmm. where everything is just perfect everywhere. And we feel like yeah. we're lacking on all counts. Exactly. Mm -hmm. But it is, uh, I, yeah, I have to admit, it is way harder to, you know, make a, a good following. I mean, my growth is certainly has certainly slowed down since I, start, I stopped drawing faces, but uh, I'm not going to draw faces my whole life. So yeah. I just get away with it. Yeah, for <laughs> you, it's like, so what does matter to me the most? Getting a big following or doing what I love and growing as an artist? Yeah, certainly doing what I love. <laughs> Great. Yeah. So you are doing a live demo with us on mm -hmm. June 17th. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit of what you'll be doing on that day? Oh, sure. Uh, so, yeah, as we spoke about it before, I'm really into plants and flowers lately, and I've been really into painting. So we will certainly be painting a lot of, uh, I mean, a lot of, a few plants, because uh, this is what I want to talk about right now. Mm -hmm. um, I'm still undecided about the materials, but it will be either watercolor gouache or acrylic gouache. Mm -hmm. uh, these are very similar. Um, but I can I can show you. I have some some samples here. Please, 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 please. These are the the, the last ones I've been doing lately. So I've been practicing a lot. <laughs> mm. Um, and yeah, oh, so it's... we'll probably go over something like this. Yeah. So we will be painting on the drawing that you will provide for us already. Yeah. So it's all about exactly. painting techniques. Who. What I find very interesting in your approach is how vibrant you make the paintings mm -hmm. and they still look very real. So I'm very much looking forward to learn a little bit more about that. Yeah. So, and this goes for very different kinds of artists. So if you'd like to paint um, the, in the way that Meili paints, or if you're an urban sketcher, but you're looking into learning how to give more vibrance to your paintings, then I think this is a great mm -hmm. way to combine the knowledge into incorporated into your own art making yeah. process. So that's going to be very, very, very interesting. Lovely. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I really want to focus on using, um, um, mixing both Uh, opaque layers and transparency of the materials. This is something I, I use uh, all the time. So I, we will work with a very, very opaque things and then we'll have like some more watercolor like effects. And I like how things look together, usually um, having a combination of both. And this is how I uh, approach my painting most of the time. That's beautiful. Yeah. So combining gouache with watercolors to get both the opaqueness mm -hmm. and the transparency, like get the best yeah, out of the exactly. both mediums. And that's beautiful. Yeah. And the thing is, uh, acrylic gouache works the same way. So I will be able to, you know, uh, have a very diluted watercolor-like effect and then uh, use more paint to have more covering opacity. So you are using acrylic gouache uh, in this live demo. And um, yes, that, that is great because you were just explaining to me a while ago how you can... If you do not have acrylic gouache, you can combine gouache and watercolor to have exactly. a similar, a similar effect, effect because you can get yeah you can use the, exactly the transparency of the watercolor and the covering opaque uh, look of the gouache. So you can pretty much get the same with acrylic gouache. No Beautiful. Okay, wonderful. Uh, before we do wrap up, I just have one last question. So, can you share with us? one of the biggest frustrations you encountered while making art in the mm. solution that you found to overcome it? Does anything come to mind? 
Well, probably we're going to get over the same topic, but uh, uh, usually my biggest frustration happens when I I feel like my my skills, my technical skills are not up to the the level I want them to be and Mm -hmm. that I can't really draw exactly what's on my mind because I Mm -hmm. get limited by my abilities. This is something Mm -hmm. uh, I get a lot of the time. So um, my best solution to this is just getting back to the fundamentals, watching online classes, uh, finding good books, and then studying the subject matter in order to be more comfortable with it. And yeah. Yeah, because I was, yeah, okay, because I was going through your uh, Instagram again, hashtag mm-hmm. stalker, and I saw <laughs> a, a bunch of like sketches of cats. And then I saw a bunch of sketches yeah. of um, plants. And then mm-hmm. I saw a painting that had a background with a lot of plants and a cat on it. And I was wondering, yeah. oh, I think, she, I think Maylee was studying cat anatomy here a little bit. And then she was studying a plants here a little bit and then she was able to f- get this one oh, painting together yeah where you had this beautiful porch with a bunch of plants and the cat sleeping and on the sun cats. ah yeah Inter- interesting okay that's not what happened here but now you say it it, it kind of makes sense because uh, they look very connected even though they were done at, at a uh, different time so uh-huh. yeah definitely this is this is how i would approach things uh usually when it comes to drawing like Again, characters and faces, uh, I would struggle a lot, a lot because they are very difficult subject matters. So I would just get back to looking at a lot of uh, people, portraits and, and pictures, and then draw so many of them until I'm more comfortable with it. And I'm still, I'm still in the process of learning how to draw people. So this is why you will see me occasionally post some uh, faces, portraits, and then uh, live model sessions as well. So, Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Wow, I, I love that you're so transparent and honest with your process. It just takes a lot of pressure and anxiety off, I guess, for us. Mm-hmm. You, you're opening the path for other artists like us to feel okay doing the same yeah. thing. Exactly. Yeah, I don't want to, to, I know how it feels to be discouraged and frigid frustrated with art because I've been through it quite a, quite a lot of time and for a long period. So now if I'm able to communicate that, it's not that bad and you can just get better if you get into it and keep practicing as you would practice any skill and it will pay off. So I'm always trying to remind people this because uh, that's what made me click, I guess. Beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. Any any last words, any tips, any tidbit of advice you'd like to leave our audience with? <laughs> I don't know. Um, keep, keep playing, keep playing around. It's really important. Like have fun and learn at the same time and you, you'll do wonders. How do you stay inspired? Please let us know in the comment section of the post associated with this episode at etrelab.com forward slash maily. That's etchrlab.com forward slash M-A-Y-L-E-E. Or if you're watching this on YouTube, simply let us know in the comment section below. If you're enjoying the podcast, please help us keep the show alive. You can subscribe and give us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts at etrelab.com forward slash go forward slash Apple 
or if you're more of a YouTube viewer, please make sure to subscribe to our channel and ring the bell to get notified about our most recent videos. Sharing is caring and every little bit helps. Thank you so much and I'll see you next time. Until then, let's make more art.